All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Tuesday, December 6th of 2022. Got a three-game NBA slate as well as a nine-game NHL slate. No football today. Saddest day of the week for me. Thursday's too far away. Monday just ended, but it is all good. Still plenty of DFS action to get in on tonight. For those of you who are new here, Welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions that come in live in the YouTube chat or in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you are not joined in on our Discord server, there is a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it. As always, and if you are just catching this show and are not part of SaberSim, there is also a link to a free seven-day free trial, no strings attached. Highly recommend checking us out, catching this show five days a week, 2 p.m. Eastern, and getting your questions answered. That being said, going to get SaberSim pulled up here, and we are going to get going. Got three questions in the queue so far, so... Uh, you know, please continue to ask questions and keep this show going. Got a question that came in in support. I actually missed this one yesterday, so apologies uh, for the for the person from support. So, question says, I've been experimenting with the sliders this weekend. Can you explain the diversity slider a little bit? I read the explanation on the site, and it seems putting it at zero to look at more simulations would be a no brainer. Is there any downside to putting it at zero? Okay. This is a really good question. Happy to talk, talk about it. So sim diversity slider, I'm going to read the description first says when you increase sim diversity, simulations are grouped to increase the diversification of your lineups while still maximizing upside. The easiest way to think about the diversity slider is that at zero you are using the you're using all the sims but you are taking the mean score from the entire database of sims so you know if luca scores 54.63 points which is his mean projection across his entire range of outcomes like that is going to be the value that is used when building your lineups when you use sim diversity at 10, what is going to happen is we are randomly going to sample a single game simulation from our database. And whatever the player scored in that one sim, that is going to be the projection that gets used when the builder is analyzing who to put into your lineups. The Another good uh, point to talk about with sim diversity is that the lower sim diversity is, the less players are going to be in your player pool and the more concentrated the your exposures are going to be. And the higher sim diversity, the more players are going to be in your player pool and the more spread out you're going to be. So that's what this is basically saying. Like, hey, when sim diversity is higher, we are increasing diversification by, by having more players in your player pool while still maximizing upside. But, you know, when when it's lower, you were still maximizing upside, but we are going to be more concentrated. I think you can see this. If you run a couple of builds, you'll probably notice. And, you know, we could just 
we could just try this, right? Let's just do like a zero two three build. We'll see how many players are in our player pool and we'll run it with the same correlation and ownership and increase that sim diversity slider and see what our exposure is like, see what our uh, player pool looks like. So we're just going to run 500 lineups here so we can demo this. Looks like it is about wrapping up here and should be loading right now. Okay, so, you know, looking at our 20 lineups, we have 19 players in the player pool at Sim Diversity 3 with, you know, some pretty pretty top-heavy exposures here. I got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 players over 55%. So just going to kind of uh, remember that and then come over here and run a, a similar build at the same correlation and ownership fade but increase my sim diversity to eight. So I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, how many more players are in our player pool. Uh, looks like we got two more players and we're looking at one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players above that 55% threshold, which last time I think we did it, it was 11. So, you know, that that is really what the sim diversity slider is doing it is maximizing diversification as you increase it and lowering it while you uh decrease the slider you know one important part that i did want to touch on from this question said you know um wouldn't using more sims be better and and you know i just want to like really touch on this so so using the player's mean projection is not like the best way to build lineups. You know, the way we build lineups is that we randomly bucket a group of Sims and pull those out and take the player's projection from that set of Sims. And by doing that, you know, there are going to be games where the player does good, where the player does bad. You know, you might get like a, a group of Sims where, you know, Luca does, does really well across the entire bucket and and he is more on his you know 75th to 85th percentile outcome uh projected score across the you know that that bucket of sims and then you can run another build and get something a little more spread out where maybe he's closer to like 50th or, or 45th and so that is like really the good thing about about using the sim diversity slider kind of like in these in-between settings. Um, you know, we set the sliders based on our back testing, but that doesn't mean that you can't come in here and adjust the sliders. It's something that we're kind of moving away from in like our content. And, you know, if, if anyone is wondering, you know, where where that sentiment is is coming from, it's really coming from the latest Behind the Sims episode. If anybody hasn't caught it, I would highly recommend it. So, you know, we have the Behind the Sims playlist on our YouTube channel. This, The Sanctity of the Sims, was a really good conversation with Andy, Matt, Jordan, and myself talking about, you know, um, just uh, an individual lineup, you know, from start to finish and how it gets there and when are the best points to, uh, you know, give the builder different inputs and you know it was it was just it was just an awesome conversation from from start to finish would highly recommend it 
if you haven't caught it, but you know, one of the things that came out of that was that it is, it is, we are moving in a direction of messaging to people that it is okay to come in and change the sliders. If you are looking for something more specific and that is like, uh, what, what I am saying now, you know, if your player pool is, you know, maybe too spread out on a three game slate and you want to be more concentrated, you can come in here and you could lower the sim diversity slider. And like, that is what is going to happen when you do that. And, you know, give it a shot at one setting, see what it does. Give it a shot at another setting, see what it does and play around with it and, and see how that works and learn what it does. That way you can apply it in the best way possible if you de- if you determine that you want to change it. So definitely recommend always testing things out, always trying to figure out what they do. And I'm always happy to walk through it for anybody with questions, but we will get a timestamp recording of this video over to you on the support side. So thank you for tuning in. Sorry, I missed your question yesterday. Okay. Moving over to discord got two questions in the discord everybody so gonna knock these out and then we will see where we go from there question from barbecue nut said hi andrew tonight's main slate in the nba is only three games do you vary your min unique strategy when it is a small slate or perhaps the number of entrants in a particular contest is more important when deciding how many min uniques to use okay so this is a good question you know short slate tonight uh, we're going to be seeing a couple short slates over the holidays. You know, I think like usually Christmas is a short slate. I don't know what Christmas Eve looks like, but, uh, you know, always, always get a, uh, touch on NBA short slate strategy. I think one of the biggest things that comes to my mind when, when we're talking about NBA short slate strategy is the players that you are allowing into your pool. I think this filter is set to 13 by default. One thing I always recommend to people is come in here, look at the players that are at this uh, cutoff point, and you kind of have to make a determination like, hey, you know, do I want to allow more players into my player pool on a night like tonight? And my answer is usually yes. So, you know, I'll come in here, I'll look at this, I'll find, you know, the point where I think that um, I should I should allow more players into my player pool in case one of these players does really good at low ownership. I mean, even Jeff Green at, you know, 3,500, 12 projected points, still projected for 7% ownership at this moment. I don't know what the injury situation looks like. I, th- I think I saw KCP was um, questionable. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with, with – coming in here and allowing some of these players into your pool to try and get more uh, different, to try and add players to your player pool on a night where the player pool is condensed to start with. So that's that's one thing I can think of right off the bat. That should also allow you to get to more min uniques. You know, if you think about it, adding some players in will just give you more ability to get more unique. As far as, you know, the setting for min unique, I don't think, you know, this is something we talk about a lot. Like there is no wrong or right answer for what your min uniques should be at. I think that, you know, if you kind of come into a short slate like tonight and you're like, hey, you know, there's only so many good good plays on a short slate like tonight, you know, I probably want to use 
less mini-uniques, I think that's totally okay. You know, if you want to take it a step further, you can do what we just talked about. Like, hey, I want to be more concentrated. I want my player pool to not be so spread out. I want to play the best plays. Like, maybe you come in here and move your sim diversity slider. Like, that's also, you know, an option. But I think playing less min-uniques is, is, is fine. I also think playing, you know, as many min-uniques as you can. Like, you're going to get to less min-uniques on a three-game slate than you will on a 11-game uh, slate by default, just just due to uh, player availability. So I think you'll you'll see that, you know, kind of kind of naturally. I mean, you know, usually FanDuel, I could get to at least five, but right now I'm I'm probably gonna I, I bet you if I go five, there's no way I get it. Yeah, only eleven lineups. But um, you know, you, you will get to less min uniques naturally just due to player availability. But you know, opening up your player pool could give you a little more uh, leeway to get a couple more min uniques if that's what you're trying to do and you're trying to maximize diversity. Or you could try and like play more of the best plays and and be really concentrated. It's it's really a personal decision. I don't think there's a wrong or right answer. I do think um, you know if you wanted to even be more diverse, you know, come in here and increase the sim diversity slider. Another awesome way to do that. So just some like food for thought, some different ways to approach a slate, no right or wrong way to play, uh, you know, whether you want to be more diverse or, or more concentrated, totally, totally. Okay. More than one path to victory there. All right. Going to move on to this next question from blue Mastodon and it looks like there was a little back and forth here. So I'm just going to read the question first. Said I'm kind of confused on the leverage column on the lineup screen. If it's positive, that means the public is more apt to go after that player, or is that vice versa? Okay, so, you know, I saw Shady Advice jumped in here. I'm just going to give a, a quick explanation for everybody here. So leverage, all it is is exposure minus ownership. And, you know, if you if you hover, it'll kind of give you like a little rundown. It says, shows your leverage on the field by calculating your exposure to a player minus projected ownership. To that player. So, so what this is basically saying is that in in your group of lineups, you have Bruce Brown in 15 out of the 20 lineups that you have. That comes out to 75%. This player, Bruce Brown, we are projecting that across the entire contest, 36% of entries are going to roster him. So if he is in 75% of your entries, but only in 36% of the entire contest's entries, that means that you have 38.6 like percent leverage, like more than the field. So, so when it's positive, that means that you are rostering a player at a higher rate than the field is rostering the player. And then when it is negative, that means that you are rostering a player at a lower rate than the expected field or than the field is expected to. So when it's, when it's negative, you want that player to do bad. And when it is positive, you want that player to do good. So that is how you think about it. Looks like there was a little back and forth here. So, so, you know, you, you had a demo. So say, so say with Anthony Davis in my research build, if I have a leverage of four and exposure of 15%, if I wanted to raise that, I would need to raise his projection. Okay. So, so let's say, you know, uh, we'll, we'll use like a medium, a middle of the road example. 
Okay, Luca. Luca is a good example here. So right now, you have minus 1.7 leverage on him. So that means that, you know, in your set of lineups, you have 35% of your entries have Luca. The field is expected to have Luca about 36.7% of the time. So that means that if Luca does like good, then you're kind of like even with the field, uh, you know, no really like gain or uh, loss kind of in that in that scenario. Like you're just kind of even. So you know, maybe you're saying like, hey, I think Luca's going to do really good, and when Luca does good, I want a lot of my lineups to do good. So what I would do is I would come in here to the min exposure, and then what I would say is like, okay, maybe I want to have. Uh, 45% of Luca. That way, when Luca does good, I have a little more of him in my lineups than the field does. So hopefully, I can have a larger set of my lineups like move up in the standings than the field does. So that's how that's how you like think about it as it moves up and down. And then you know maybe you take someone like Tyler Hero. Like nope, I think he's gonna do terrible. I'm going to put him at max 20%. And what this is going to say is like, hey, you know, when when Tyler Hero does bad, man, where did he go? Okay, here he is. I didn't hit apply. So when Tyler Hero does bad, he's going to like hurt 40% of other people's lineups. But for me, I only have him in 20%. So that 20% that doesn't have him are still live kind of with other players in it. So that's like my best rundown of leverage. It looks like this might be Blue Mastodon. Michael said uh, that explains it perfectly. Thank you. Happy to uh, answer that. And if you have any more questions about that, just let me know. All right. Jumping over to YouTube chat. There is one question from Uncrabby Cabby. I know Tuesdays tend to be a light day with no NFL but, um, you know, if anybody has any questions, now is the time to get them in. All right. Question says, hey, Andrew, I watched the video that Jordan did when the new lineup rules were introduced. However, he didn't go into how you would set it to cap building lineups, for example, under ownership of 200. Okay. Uncrabby Cabby. So there are two ways to do this. I, I'm going to show you both ways, and then I'm going to give you my opinions on which ones you should use. So the way to do it, you go to this add new rules, you go to this aggregate, and then this is aggregate rules are for your like lineup set as a whole. So what you would do is you would put my own sum, no more than 200, and then you would save that. And then now every single lineup that goes into your pool of lineups will be underneath this threshold. That is how you do what you are asking for. What I'm going to give you is another way of doing this. And um, I don't I don't know if tonight is, is the best night to use like a 200 max ownership example, mostly because I think ownership is going to be a lot higher due to um, being a short slate. So, so I'm going to demo this at 300, you know, especially like with the, for the sum ownership roles I've talked about a lot in the past. Uh, be really flexible with them and take them on a slate by slate basis if you are going to use them. Okay, so the way I would do this, if I were doing it, is rather than, okay, so, so you know, Uncrabby Cabby and, and others listening, I don't know if you've listened to the Behind the Sims video that we talked about, the sanctity of the Sims, but, you know, this really goes back to that. So, you know, there's basically like three 
three steps to to getting a lineup. It's it's the inputs, which are like the project, the home screen, and the sliders. And then there are constraints, which are like lineup rules. And then there is your final pool of lineups. So inputs are things that go into building your lineups. And then constraints are things that determine if your lineup can or cannot go into your pool. So, you know, this line, this ownership rule of less than 200 would be considered a constraint because the lineup would be built. And then when the lineup is ready to go into the pool, the builder would say, wait, do you, are you under 200% ownership? And if it's no, then that lineup gets kicked out basically. And if it's under the 200, then it gets to go in. So, so you are having more of an effect on what lineups go into your pool, which is kind of what we want to teach people to get away from. I, 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 if, if this rule meant a lot to me, I would not set it pre-build and I would instead use the lineup filters that we just introduced. What you could do, you know, I'm going to use 300 as an example. I could come into the lineup filters and then say hide lineups with ownership let uh with ownership greater than 300 what it's going to do is it's going to find all the lineups where the sum ownership is above the threshold that you set and then move all of those lineups to the trash um you know 300 trash like a lot of the lineups it was just a number that i just randomly used for this slate but interestingly enough you know we still have many unique players of four set and there are still 20 lineups available that one meet our min uniques and two uh there are enough lineups considering we trashed 310 out of 500 lineups so like that's pretty cool in and of itself there and it looks like there's some follow up so on crabby cabby said would it be the same for max projection yep so you could come in here and then you could say you know show lineups with projected score greater than I, I, don't, I don't know what a good setting is. Maybe like 265. And let's see. Nope. So uh, that did not change anything. Maybe we'll say 270. Maybe we could trash some more. So we had 310 in the trash. It looks like all of these are over this threshold that we are setting. So um, not sure what a good. Okay. So there I, I sent more lineups to the trash by pushing it to 280. And, and then I had to come in here and, and decrease my min uniques. So, you know, definitely like something you'll have to play with and might be like a give and take at some point with some of the things you are trying to do. But I think this is a very good way to try and whittle down or like cut off the, the ends of your player pool in directions that you don't want to go. I think, you know, one, you are allowing the lineups that the Sims built to all be put in the pool. And then you are simply coming in here and like narrowing your focus on the set of lineups that you want to play. So rather than affecting the Sims and affecting what lineups the builder wants to give you, you're letting the builder give you the lineups that it thinks are the best. And then you are using these filters to figure out which one fit your own parameters that you do indeed want to play. So just some back and forth there, uh, some new ways to do things and, and just some uh, advice that we want to have our users, uh, give our users to have them go down a direction that we think is very beneficial for them. So good question there. 
And next question is here from Chris. Chris said, do the SaberSim tools and simulations give FanDuel an advantage over DraftKings and vice versa? I would say no. Mm -hmm. I would say that, you know, um, basically what we are doing is, you know, we're using the same SIM database and the entire range of outcomes for both sites, but we are just taking the scoring systems from each site and, you know, the positional restrictions and the roster construction. And like, those are really the pieces that affect what lineups you see. It's like the, are the salaries different? Um, is the scoring different? Do players have different positional eligibility? I think those are the, really the key factors that go into what lineups look like on FanDuel versus what they look like on DraftKings. But we are using the same SIM database for both sites and all of the work we do behind the scenes is, is the same for both. So I wouldn't say that there is an advantage on playing on one versus the other there. Okay. Got a question here from William Larson said, any tips for elevator contests, specifically NBA with my bankroll, I run five lineups in elevators and I'm having tough luck. Might I be getting too unique running three or four uniques? Thanks. Okay. So first thing I would do is, you know, uh, five lineups a, a night is, is not that many. And I'm, I'm sure you know that. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, you're, you're playing those contests because, uh, you know, you, you like them. So I, I, I would be like, really patient with with five lineups i'll say that you know if there's like a night where you identify certain plays or certain players or like a group of players that you want take that into account when setting your min uniques you know it's like especially on um especially on DraftKings, i think you only get eight players in your lineup you know if you're running min uniques four but there are like four players that you that you like then um you know you're kind of like walking that line a little closely and maybe you could dial that back if that's how you're playing which which i'm not sure uh my my official advice is to work in some diversifier type contests you know play the quarter 20s on on both sides they both have really good contests there the one dollar 20 max on DraftKings is a really good contest the nickel 150 max on fanduel is a really good contest Get, getting more lineups in will only help you to, uh, you know, have more unique lineups and have more shots on goal and hopefully have a bink sooner rather than later. I think only playing five lineups a night can be pretty challenging and, and it's going to take a while to kind of realize some of that edge that you may have in those contests. But um, I would say, you know, identify, you know, the players that you're kind of uh, leaning towards and kind of, balance that out with you know how many players like do you are you really gravitating toward ver with with your mini uniques i think that's totally okay okay william said i run 175 in diversifiers okay got it i thought you were only playing elevators <laughs> i was like you know let's 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 open that up a bit but um as far as far as elevator type contests um you know the only thing uh, that i i do want to say about them is that you know especially like are uh, base sliders. If you're playing something in like the single entry, um, one to 10,000 range, you know, I don't know what contest you're playing, but I will say like, as the dollar value of the contests go up, you know, some contests that come to mind are like 
the $40 on DraftKings or like the $100 on DraftKings. Um, those contests get, get you know, really sharp really fast. I think there's a $27 too or like the $25 on FanDuel. So those contests, you know, be- better players are playing those contests as those uh, entry fees go up. So, you know, maybe like you do want to come in here and say, you know, maybe I do want like a little more ownership fade because I think ownership is going to be more concentrated or the ownership is going to be more accurate. Uh, players are going to be playing, going to be played at a rate at that they should be played at in these contests by these sharper players. I think coming in here, and um, manually adjusting the sliders based on the type of field that you are expecting to play against is a uh, value add. I think that, you know, the sliders are, are, you know, really taken from like, you know, the $1, $2, the $5, the $10, the $12 uh, contest, like in those ranges uh, where the competition might not be as sharp as like the $27, the $40, et cetera. So just some things to think about and possibly make some adjustments if needed. All right. Uh, next question from Benny Hanna said, hi, Andrew. I've been seeing in the office hours videos that people are suggesting for uniques. Is this the best for Saber Sim settings? So what I'll say is that, you know, I think that four just tends to be a number that people can get to most often. And um, I think what's happening is like people are maximizing their diversity slider. And, you know, in like a 500 lineup set, if you go above four right here to five, you run out of lineups. So I think that, you know, it's more about people are maximizing the uniqueness, uh, the unique setting. And that just so happens to be at about four uh, this can change, you know, based on uh, slate size, based on how many lineups you're building. Maybe you're building 1,500. Maybe you're on the pro plan and you're building 5,000. Maybe you can get this up to six. So it really depends, uh, one, how many lineups you're building, two, how much, uh, m- how much like intercorrelation between your lineups matters to you. Uh, how much exposure you want to certain players. So it's definitely like a balance and based on the number of lineups you're building, I don't think there's a wrong or right setting. Uh, if you are somebody who wants to maximize the min uniques, then set this until, you know, the point where you can't come back from and then, you know, determine where to go from there. So no wrong or right setting. I think four just happens to be something that a lot of people can get to most nights. Uh, Chris said, thank you for answering. No problem, man. Happy about it. And then uh, Uncrabby Cabby, awesome explanation. Thank you. Thank you. And then um, Skodux said, having trouble setting exposures for certain game stacks pre-build, running lineups doesn't work if I set min slash max exposure to game stacks. I want and setting min number of players' thoughts. Okay. So I know that there have been some uh, bugginess with if you come in here to team stacks and you mess with this min and max players, this can be a little buggy. I think the team is aware of it. A couple of reports have coming in, have been coming in, and the and the team is looking into that. I think the easiest way to do this is to come into the uh, lineup rules and then go to group rules, go to automatic, and then say you know use at least four group by game. Save this as a manual rule. After you save it as a manual rule, 
you can come in here and hit this drop down and then you can delete the games that you don't want. Maybe you want to leave, you know, four players for the Dallas Denver game last game of the night in case any news comes out. And then you can just come in here and trash these games that start at lock. And then now the builder will honor this rule for the last game of the night. So I rather than doing it, you know, in the team stacks, I, and then, you know, you can also do like team stacks for this too, right? If, if, if instead you didn't want a game stack, you wanted a team stack, you could do the same exact way, you know, use at least three group by team instead, come in here, save it as a manual rule, and then you could uh, save it and then choose which teams you want this to apply for. So I know that this has been a workaround that we have been suggesting to people while we work on fixing the bugginess with the min and max players under the team stacks tab so hope that workaround helps for you team is definitely trying to figure out what is going on there but if you have any more questions let me know uh ak knowledge said rather than saying a setting a specific unique number i'm looking at what is happening to my exposures and how comfortable i am feeling and yeah ak i think that is like the right way to do it you know circling back on benny hana's question you know see how your exposures are moving see if you are getting you know maybe too flat for for your own comfort or you know oh okay you know like yeah this is basically what i want to see if i go more unique you know it's a little too flat for me if if, if i'm like two uniques up it's maybe too concentrated so i think that is definitely the right approach uh see how your exposures are are being adjusted who is moving in what direction and then you know if there's like you're like oh you know i really like this but i just don't want 100 percent caleb martin you still have the option to come in here and and adjust his own exposure down and then you know now nobody over 80 percent. so i think it's there's like a balance here you know, it's not all one thing or all the other. Like, it's not all mini niece. It's not all exposure adjustments. It is a little bit of both and you being in there to kind of guide the builder as to what you are looking for is the best thing that you could possibly do, in my opinion. Benny Hanna said, okay, thank you. I'm a run pure sub waiting on the pro plan availability. I know that people above me are working on that and talking about that when there is more information on the topic we will make sure to let everybody know but not sure where that stands at the moment i have uh heard it uh, a few times and i know people are excited to be able to build 5,000 lineups on the run pure side so good good comment there and i will make sure that the team knows you are waiting for it but that being said everybody that was our last question appreciate you guys coming in the last 10 to 15 minutes and getting us some more questions to keep the show going. We will be right back here tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern as always. So until then, good luck in your contest and take care.